Welcome to Whiskey Fent, where we believe every bottle of whiskey has a story to tell. Three guys, one bottle, endless bonding. Here are your hosts, Brian, Evan, and JJ. All right, ladies and gentlemen of Whiskey Fit. Let's see if you can hear this one. Yeah. You hear that? It's a screw what top. Is up with it? the screw top. It's a screw top. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. I'm scared to pour this neat, to be totally honest with you, but I'm going to. Let's keep it small. Oh! Oh, you, oh sorry, my bad. This is a screw top whiskey. Oh, and it is special. So, what are we getting at here tonight, ladies and gentlemen? Smell it, This is uh, <laughs> this is black velvet. This is a blended Canadian whiskey. What is a Canadian whiskey, you may ask? It's from Canada. It's whiskey made in Canada. There's really nothing special about it. It's just whiskey made in Canada. Really, I thought there was actually something to blend. That no, was, no, all right. No, it's just made in Canada. So anyway. Um, this is a Canadian whiskey, and yes, it is blended, which means that it is done with multiple. It's done on purpose. Barrels. <laughs> um, this one is a little different. So your 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 standard black velvet that you're going to buy in a glass or plastic bottle, possibly, at your local liquor store, typically is about fifteen bucks. Mm-hmm. That's where it comes in at. This one is a little special. This has a super black label and red lettering. That's very this black. This is reserve. Wow. This one is like $19. So this is a little uppity from the black velvet standpoint. Why anyway. is he not getting the amount of shit that I got for bringing Because it? he's brought other things that are nicer. Although the, the makers was nice. I get, yeah, I give you. But yeah, yeah, but I mean... It, Do you this, hear the hypocrisy that is going on right hip, now? It's not Hippocratic, man. This really isn't Hippocratic. me. Hippocratic. Right? Like, Hippocratic. I'm, I'm going to drink this because I have it and, and I have an emotional attachment to it. Don't do it. Uh, but after, I'll be fine. But after we do this podcast, um, I don't know if I'll drink it again. <laughs> I'll go, go back to my stuff that's not from Canada, first of all. And it's probably not blended I'm whiskeys. sure there, there's got to be one good Canadian Cannot blended whiskey, wait right? wait until we drink Canadian mist. I am Cannot not... Wait. Oh, oh, God, no. You're good. I'm not... Um, I'm not the total whiskey connoisseur but i can't imagine there's any good whiskeys that are made from in canada challenge but there's probably some good women in canada so there's got to be some good whiskeys I, I guess i mean hockey yeah. I, they have good beer ice like i i will drink a canadian beer and like no, there's some stories in there that i do that to. either no they have some like la fin de monde into the world See, it will if they've world. got if they got beers they've got whiskeys no, that shit's... For anybody course. wondering as well, because it was the first thing that I thought of. The song Black Velvet yes. is not connected to this. What? However, I thought you looked it up and it was. So the only connection is that... It's this Canadian singer-songwriter, yeah, right? Alana or Alana... Uh, There's got to be a connection there. They're both Canadian. Alana Miles is a Canadian. Like seven people in Canada. <laughs> They're definitely they connected. Two more than that. Sing, singer-songwriter... In Canada, it was released in 1989, the song, not the whiskey, but the whiskey, uh, <laughs> I don't know anything about. The song, Black Velvet, is written by, at one point, Alana Miles' boyfriend or side piece or whatever you might think of it. Side piece. But maybe. Um, I'm afraid But it was actually this. written about <laughs> Elvis Presley typically being painted on black velvet. Oh, not uh, anything about the whiskey, but I thought that maybe Canadian black velvet. I don't know. It's a good song. 
give it a listen. The original name of Black Velvet was actually Black Label. Johnny Walker run him out of that one? No. They felt as if Black Label wasn't a very good description of the whiskey. So they called it Black Velvet. And if you think of something velvety, what is it? Smooth, soft, Why does silky, every whiskey silky? like? We just did one and it was like soft red. Soft red winter wheat? Oh my God. <laughs> And silky was the definition of it. So we do our bomb episode, and it's like Jägermeister. Oh, bomb. Skittle like, bombs. Anyway, so um, I, I gave it a sniff. I gave it a sniff, sniff. And the first thing that I thought of, honestly, was like, <laughs> was, was cool water cologne. Oh, man. <laughs> that um, might be the uh, most accurate. I can't get that out of my cool, head now. Cool water. Oh, what was the God, other I one I always had? Um, a, 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 a it was an all black. No, it was an all black. Jacar. Jacar. No. Oh <laughs> my god. Yeah. Jacar. Oh. That's yeah. It's Jacar. Oh. <laughs> I always had those two. Nice. <laughs> that was a freaking good pull. Wow. Good job, that Evan Coachman. The, uh, as soon as I as soon as I sniffed it, that was the first thing that popped in my head. Was uh, some cologne. I have not tasted it yet. Wow. That but was... I'm gonna let both of your no sooth sniffers come up with some sweet candy apple. Red apple bottom jeans. Candy apple is actually really a decent thing uh, in there. Yeah, I can I can be down with candy apple, but I can be you can I get vanilla like crazy. Yeah, that's really vanilla to me. It's like they took a vanilla stick and stuck it in that. Yeah. Actually, it probably would be a decent vanilla extract. Guys, I don't get any vanilla. Like I I can't get past. Let's go. Let, well, yeah, you can't get past cool water. Once that's stuck in your head, no, it's there. I, but I'm not picking up. Like I I've, I've told y'all over a few episodes. Like I can pick up some sweetness here and there. I can't pick up any sweetness at all. Normally, like I can pick up something. Yeah. I can't pick up anything. Nothing on that. No one? sweetness. I can't. I can't pick up any sweetness. I can't pick up like. Really? I am smelling straight ethanol cologne. That's all I smell. Wow. I get the cologne, but the cologne, I guess we could call that a sweetness, right? Because that's why that's why we use cologne. And yeah, sure. Cologne. But usually, like, and I guess the colognes that I use, which are cheap, but they're very, they're very. <laughs> it's a running theme with you in life. Hey, man. Pungent uh, and very, uh, not kind of spicy. Aromatic. Ooh, aromatic. Spicy and cutting. They're not very. Smooth to teal, steal a uh, term from whiskey. Yeah, there you go. But I, I, I just sipped it. I'm, I'm afraid. <laughs> it is the least tasting whiskey that we have had thus far. Which, by the way, we need to start somehow doing a rating system. It's probably a good idea. But so, I don't know what we would rate it off of. I'm kind of going to agree with you. This is just to get drunk whiskey. Like I can't. I, I did it neat for a sip, and I don't have much. All right. So uh, well, I'll give you a little bit of why on that. So. Mash bill, mash bill wise, I can't find anything on it. It's not really popping up on the internet for whatever reason. So, sorry, we'll have to do a little more research and maybe put that in the notes on this one. But the biggest thing with this one is the fact that you're not getting a lot of taste because it's 40% alcohol by volume. So, it's only 80 proof. Super, super soft. Yeah. That's why. That's, yeah. There still should be some flavors, though. Yeah, I agree. From. Yeah, I mean, I. It's it's. I took a sip, put it on ice. Haven't tasted it on ice yet. I'm not trying. But I am kind of going with JJ here. There's just there's not. I got no flavors. 
I just I have no flavors, which may be why. I mean, I, I know you're going to talk into it more, but maybe why your experience with it is it was always BV and Coke or black velvet always and Coke mixed with something, which could make some sense because yeah. I wonder if you gave this some sweetness. It's pretty damn sweet. I mean, that's I the only thing I get is I get sugar. So me too. So yeah, that. So I guess the kind of background on this whole thing that we talked about it's a Canadian uh, blended whiskey and. Um, the interesting thing, I think some of the stuff that I saw about it originally was produced at Shinley Industries in Valleyfield, Quebec, and it's been around a while, actually, which is pretty neat. Now, the bigger thing with it is that it's currently owned by Heaven Hill Distillery, which is out of Kentucky. Heaven Hill is probably one of the biggest distillers so would you call this in Kentucky. An outsource? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, they don't outsource it. It's still uh, produced and distilled in Canada, but Heaven Hill just happens to own it now. So which it's like InBev owns it's, everything it's, now. It's, that's pretty interesting. But yeah, let, so the kind of story behind this whole thing is that um, growing up, my and we've we've alluded to this. We've talked about it in another podcast, but we we didn't. My parents didn't drink a lot growing up at all. Not really. Nobody in my family did a lot, especially not around the kids or whatever it was. For no other reason than I think they just didn't. I don't think there was anything against it. But um, my dad specifically, he really didn't drink really at all. But if he did drink, he would have a BV and Coke, right? He would have a black velvet and Coke. That was his thing. That was his specialty thing. If I already didn't know what time of year it was, every year around Christmas time, weekly, he was just bringing plastic (laughs) bottles of black velvet home (laughs) constantly um, and then he would take him downstairs into the basement. We had an unfinished basement in our house and he had his own work room down there and he had a cabinet way smaller than my current whiskey cabinet, but he had God, a subtle flex. He what had a, he had a so liquor flexes. cabinet. That's how we roll, man. Uh, you need to get down whiskey on this cabinet, game. I guess in his work room that had wooden doors on it with a metal hasp with a little key lock like you would have on like a suitcase or something like that he didn't put plastic bottles in the key lock and he did his plastic bottles he only had black velvet in there occasionally occasionally somebody would give him a bottle of crown royal because i can remember the crown royal bag like the purple bag that it came and i can remember that occasionally um like a golf tee but he would get you know three or four or five bottles of this black velvet around christmas time ish every year and it would be there for years. <laughs> so, so my it. question with that is like, so like you would see this in in his cabinet. It's like, all right, if he got this for years, did he have like forty things? Yeah. So, so it got to a point where he would just give it away. Okay. He would go away to my uncle's or whatever it is, and just and get rid of it because he wouldn't he wouldn't drink it. Right. Uh, when we would go on um, hunting trips, we'd go on hunting trips, and he would just take a couple of bottles of it where we went and the other guys would drink it. And, and then he would then of course too. And then, and then Ryan would he sneak would just two or three bottles on a Friday night and try to go play. You know what? I really didn't. I just wasn't, wasn't that good. I, my, my friends and I, I guess definitely tried, but we were into better things like Milwaukee's best into and Firewater and Goldschlagers. Dude, that's like, what we did in high school. We yeah. weren't really into mixing whiskeys. Man, we didn't. Okay. I, as, as debaucherous <laughs> as I was at times, like we didn't even try. We'd just go buy the whatever we could get. There was a store up the road that would sell to anybody, so we'd just go in there. And I think like we, we used to. Uh, we used to 
slip vodka out of my parents' vodka bottles and then put uh, water back in it, which oh, everybody does. But damn. we were dumb. Not everybody. I didn't do that. We didn't have vodka. My, we sis- were, my sister did. We were dumb because we would put it back in the freezer where the vodka oh, was. Snap, and it would freeze. So eventually the damn bottle would freeze because oh, it'd be too much damn water. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. I don't know if my parents – well, first of all, I never got scolded for it, but uh, – I don't know if they ever actually... First off, it's your parents' fault for having that in the freezer where you could get your hands on it. Liz and Bruce, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. Just so that we're all on the same page here. Um, Take better care of your the, alcohol. The, the interesting thing... So the, it, the, I guess two parts of this, which is pretty neat. And this one being a reserve, it's really special. Uh, my father-in-law actually gave me this one. And he understands the importance of black velvet on my father and everything. And and for those of don't know, he's he's been gone five years now, and um, so he understands the significance of black velvet. So that's why I have this bottle of black velvet reserve. Last summer, all of the family we were all together, and so he bought a bottle. We did a shot together and kind of toasted my dad. They're at. It was pretty neat. It was good. No, I'm fine. Everything's fine. No, and no, then, no, I'm talking uh, about throwing up from taking a shot oh, of this. No, 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 a shot goes down quick, man. You don't, th- yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you just throw it right down. It was summertime, so it was fine. But the, um, I can remember my going away party when I was 20 and I was leaving Pennsylvania to move to Virginia when I got hired in a fire department there. And I can remember leaving and drinking a whole lot of black velvet and Coke while we did that. We had a going away party essentially. At our uh, at my firehouse, my volunteer firehouse, we had a going away party, and um, we drank a lot of it there. I do remember that, and that was one of the specials because it 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 reminds me of that time, and it was a special time with my dad because I could tell kind of what you talked about in one of those episodes about growing up. That was the first instance where it was like I realized and he realized, shit, like he's growing up, he's moving. He's gone. He's getting ready to start this career Just in a, a fire department. 1999 bottle of black velvet. <laughs> that was 2000, but uh No, no, no. $19.99. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that was I went where he went too. 15 bucks. No, I wouldn't. It was that was also Pennsylvania, so it was probably like 12. Yeah, it might have been even cheaper. Yeah. It might have been even cheaper there. But that that's that's the biggest memories of that. Like I said, I can always remember having it in the house, but my going away party going to the fire department and drinking it with him, and that was, uh, yeah, that was good stuff. That was good stuff. I don't. I, I mean, I'm too young to have those. I think we did. Well, I mean, we did the Maker's Mark deal on an episode talking about having those memories with uh, my dad. But I don't know. We probably have to once we get some guests on. We'll have to dive into the fact that I I never really had a going away thing. But that's neither here nor um, there. You know, like, so I guess the closest thing I had, like, I never had that either. I moved, I moved away when I was in and coming down here for Cairo school, but I never, like, it was one of those things, like, we all, like, everybody scattered. Like, West Virginia is a brain drain state. So it's like everybody, like, gets educated there and gets the hell out. Essentially, all I hear is that your families just didn't love you as much as mine loved me. That's so accurate. My family and no, it's not accurate way more than both of you. That's, that's the only thing I hear. Anyway, I mean, that's just my opinion. And you live in Texas now. Mm-hmm. What's that the kind of a sun does that Nobody make you? leaves Pennsylvania. Like, you're talking about everybody stays in, or everybody scatters? Yeah. Nobody leaves Pennsylvania. So what's up with you? Why'd you? So why did you feel that you needed to leave Pennsylvania? I never, and to this day, I never felt as if I needed to leave Pennsylvania. 
I wanted to be a professional fireman and I either had to live in the city of Pittsburgh, which I was absolutely not going to do, or I had to move to another state because there aren't many professional firefighter jobs. This is 2000. Maybe it's different in the year 2021, but in 2000, there just weren't that many professional firefighter jobs in the state of Pennsylvania in the area I grew up, Southwestern PA. Like it was the city of Pittsburgh or nothing. So I moved like it's, that's really the American story, right? It's like, I want to do this job. This job isn't here. It's in this state. I'm moving to this state. It really is. And why did I get to Texas? It's because I have a beautiful, loving wife that felt at home here. And that's where our family was. And Virginia was hard. Yeah. It was tough to live there and work there without family. And, this gaggle of kids we have, and, uh, dude. It's, uh, that's here we are. Yeah, that's one of the things. Like parenting wise, like the Aaron's family's still in Wisconsin. My family's in West Virginia. The Carolinas in Michigan, and it's like not having family close. That kind of is kicks you in the face a little bit. As as Evan here is about to have a kid, but he's so, got all his, his family. I know that's what I'm saying. So like his family, that yeah. is a beautiful thing about that. Yeah, guys, I have a, another person, a part of my family that doesn't yeah, no. live around God, here. I really hope she doesn't make you move to California. Uh, we put a kibosh on that. Okay. Yeah, good call. I, I really I hope so. A, you when, can't afford to. When we moved from Kansas, There's I There's only I a put few a people I, could, I can't afford to leave them, lose in my life. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, my kids, Evan. <laughs> uh, I, do, I do find it. Uh, curious that I mean you have you and I have talked about your dad before but that it's you remember such a small such a small part of your dad had such kind of a lasting and confounding impact that you remember I guess like there's there's little things that all of us have a, right. of different people in our life and your dad had so many, we'll go into that and we don't need to go into your dad, but it's always interesting to me from a psychological standpoint and from like a, a person standpoint that these tiny, tiny little things that on that person's scope of life is a blip on the radar and on your scope of life plays a much, much larger role because you saw it as something like the, I've said it on other ones, the Captain Morgan thing on that we talked about on the maker, maker's mark. Like, my dad doesn't even talk about that anymore. He probably even, not because he doesn't, but he probably doesn't even remember or recollect that that was a big deal in his life. And I thought it was, like, the greatest thing ever. Like, right. he drinks Captain Morgan, and we went to football games, and, and he would have Captain Morgan before we went to football games. And it's so, so why did you think that was cool? Was it the, the guy standing on the chest? and the Like, what is that? Is it the Captain so, Morgan pose? Is that what you no, thought was cool about that? Why, I can remember why I thought it was cool. is because... And you talk about going down to one single incidence. Right. I don't remember what year. It was either 98 or 99. A&M. Okay. All right. And maybe I, actually 98? look up when Mississippi State played Texas A&M in the Independence Bowl. It was also known as. The I graduated S- high school in 98. Okay. It was also known as the Snow Bowl because a similar to what we got last week, a freak snowstorm blew through the whole south central part of the united states we go out to this uh it's called a nor'easter yeah whatever uh (laughs) we go to this bowl game it's in the late december this snowstorm blows through and my so my dad and um one of his high school friends 
they used to bring their kids. Every year we went to a bowl game. That was always kind of a, I can remember like memories with your parents or whatever. We would every year I could look forward to it. AM wasn't very good, so they never went to big bowls when I was growing up. They always went to the Houston Bowl or the Independence Bowl, some shitty bowl. Independence Bowl is where they went this year. Shreveport, Louisiana. Holler. All right. Love Shreveport. We went to Shreve. Oh, Been yeah. there once, not going back. <laughs> yep. That's dude, I'll I'll get I'll anyway, pay sorry, I'll pay to get on a flight to Vegas versus drive nope. from Hot, Dallas. Hot sports Th- opinion? No. Hot opinion, you heard it right here. Oh, I'll no. take Shreveport over Vegas. Oh no. No, <clears throat> God no. Anyway, we not, went to No. We went to Shreveport. We go to the snowball. I'm eight, nine years old, I think. So it's probably earlier than ninety-nine. My brother is somewhere in the 13, 14 age. Anyway, we go to this bowl, and it's freezing-ass cold. And I can remember my dad and his buddies having Captain Morgan in our shitty hotel room, because we were only staying there for one night, to warm themselves up. And I swear, (laughs) sorry, Mom. I was eight or nine years old, and one of my dad's friends let me take a sip of Captain Morgan (laughs) and remember it burning all the way down. But my dad and his buddies kept talking about, well, we'll keep drinking on these to keep us warm through the night. And that's why, like, that Captain Morgan always right. resonates and comes back in and For one, one of your first drinks. Um, that we... <laughs> <laughs> that I always to remember to. But that's why it, I always yeah. go back to... And maybe it's it only occurs in youth that you remember... Actually, I know it doesn't because I've talked to my father before. Right. Youth sees things in adults that they see as a blip and they see as a really big thing. And on the flip side, because I've talked to my dad and older people, they see things that were a blip on your adolescent and 20-year-old life that you didn't think anything about that they thought was super, super special. I find that fascinating uh, because it's all about perception. Some of that is two two pieces, right? It's like as a youngin, you want to emulate your elders, especially your mom and dad. So there's that point of it. The other part of it, I think, on on my stance is that once somebody's gone, some of those memories and some of those significant uh, memories that you have are, they're just amplified. And you think about them more and you talk about them more. And it's a good way. I know like with my dad, and I do it at the gym all the time with some of the young guys that are up there. I say things all the time. You're like, well, this is what my dad would say kind of thing, like deal. And that's just a part of, me trying to stay connected and me trying to, uh, I guess, keep him around or keep him f- front of mind. Yeah. Because there, there literally is, and I talk to my mom about this all the time when we talk on the phone. It's like there's something every day that reminds me of him. Like, right. And I'm sure it's the same way, I guess, with, with your parents that are still alive and with my mom. But there's definitely more when it comes to – there's just more when it comes to my dad. There's – Thoughts every day. There's yeah. a song. There's something every day. Which is, I mean, I remember growing up and when I finally got to my late adolescent years and early 20s, my dad used to say the same thing. Um, that, um, like, he would talk about his dad and having, not visions, but like he could hear and see his dad say different things. I gotta apologize to my mom. The Independence <laughs> Bowl was 2000. I was 12. I was not an eight or nine year old having feels a little bit better. It, it was. I mean, at least I'm in the double digit years. I was not eight or nine. I was 12 years old. Prepubescent, at least. Uh, and I tried some Captain Morgan. Just wondering. I hated it. It burned all the way down my chest. Yeah. I do remember that. Uh, 
But yes, going back to it, I think yeah. I'm fortunate enough that uh, both of my parents and my step-parents are still with me. Um, but I definitely can see that. Because I've heard my dad talk about that before, that even his dad, and my dad lost his dad when he was, before I was born. So yeah. I'm 32, my dad is 61. So my dad was 28 years old and lost his dad. And which, but he still has memories from that of lessons learned and all that. So right. I definitely, it's you're you're right on that. You take those small pieces and those resonate more and more, whether they're with you or even if you live away from them. Right. I think it's a lot of those things. Like we even turn that into like other things. Like where you're like both of you have been leader of of people, men, women. Um, like is a strong word. No, both of you are. Don't don't give it that. Like even even like in the gym or in, in life in general. Like those those little words of encouragement, they're a flippant statement to us sometimes. But people, like if if they're in a, in a state of mind, it's like that could be the biggest uplift to them. And it's just those little things that can stick with people, right. and 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 they'll remember that for the rest of their lives. Those types of things. That one time that Coach Evan said, "You know what? This is what you did right. Good job." In whatever it is in life. God, I hope people don't remember me as that. But well, but that's the one thing is like so if they if they remember that's you for all something good. US. But it but that goes into an entirely conversation is I hope that people don't remember me as Coach Evan. Well, right. So so as Evan said this one thing that hey, you know what, Kevin gave me this one piece of encouragement about one thing in life, right. whether it's right. about hey lifting a weight or about hey you know what this whiskey might not be well okay it's not coming from you but. <laughs> <laughs> like so this thing might be something that you would like to try I didn't think all right well on that note to wrap this bad boy up ryan we'll start with you mm-hmm. y'all have liquidated your drinks you have 45 seconds you're talking to a man on the side of the road might be a homeless man might be a man worth 10 million dollars what do you tell him I like um, man. so i would start with coke or diet coke Cocaine? and mix it no 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 Coke, black velvet and Coke. This is whiskey I, this, this fit. Is, this is not. a mixer. <laughs> this is a mixer. Uh, if you if you had to, and you had to drink it on the rocks, could you? Sure. If you had a mature tongue and palate, did <laughs> you like that one? Evan's not listening. No. Anyway, no. if you had a mature palate, could you drink this one on the rocks? Sure, absolutely. However, I would say either shoot it quick, or it's definitely a mixer. You know what? So I, I'm not I'm not as utterly repulsed by this as I feared in the beginning, um, but I'll be honest with you. Like, do they have anything else? Like anything? Is that what you're you're telling them? Yeah. Like, is that all you can afford? Maybe you shouldn't be drinking. All right, I want to backtrack. And screw it. We, just like we started the UF 45 the seconds. This is Wild Turkey 101. Go with that. That's not true. That's yeah, not true. Like no. Bucks. Wild Turkey 101 is not 20 bucks. Go look that up. Wild Turkey is Wild Turkey 101. While you're looking it up, zero through 10, go. On like a rating? You got to one? zero through 10. Screw <sighs> it. Oh, wow. That's high. Honestly, it's not repulsive. So okay. it's, it's not like I don't have this visceral thing that I want to throw it up okay. as soon as I taste it. So, like, Four or five? Oh wow! I Even mean, high. like, like Even higher. And I but had, I had the emotional connection. That he did. I know. I, I, but but so, but like, if we're going like 
I've had I have had some drinks where it's like emotionally like it is physically repulsive. This was not that. I'll give it that much, but look, okay. there's other things that oh, yeah. aren't that much more. Wild Turkey 101 is like 35 bucks. I told you. Uh, if I'm talking to a man on the side of the road, might be a millionaire, might be a drug addict, homeless man, or just a homeless <laughs> man that's not a drug addict. Um, I am telling him under no circumstance should you drink this straight, you should mix it. Uh, if you're drinking it straight, you're probably going to try to pick up a two out of the bar. Instead of a seven or eight, yeah, but it's not that high of alcohol either. So no, you're it's a, like yeah, it's but just, you're gonna drink too much of it because it's gonna be cheap and you're gonna end up chasing a two. I'm look, flashbacks. We're just not gonna do that. All right. Oh, you're yelling at me about <laughs> you're saying flashbacks now. What? Anyway, if I'm putting it on a scale, I'm also somewhere in the three three point four seven six area. Mm. Um. Definitely the worst whiskey that we have tried. Oh, good pie. So far. Oh, yeah. sure. Emotion, the, the, like, but that also goes to show you is like what you will drink sometimes out of nostalgia and emotion. Correct. Oh, yeah. There's Correct. no question. There's no question. That, but there is more than I brought that. it to the table for you boys because of the emotional connection. For yes, sure. And we appreciate That's that. That's it. That's all I can say. Whiskey Fit, signing off. Yeah. Here's another shit show.